1: Let's go to the minor league level. Dylan Cruz is your Carolina League Player of the Week. He cemented that honor with a Sunday game when he went 5-for-5 five five with two home runs. So he has now played nine pro games and homered four times. He's got a .380 average as a professional and an eleven sixty OPS. So far, I'd say he looks like a deserving number 2 overall pick. Yeah, 100%. I mean, this is the Dylan Cruz
0: that you expected. It got off to a little bit of a slow start, but didn't take long because we saw him one night the next night. He hits his first home run, so it just took a little bit of time for him, but I think he's going to be all right. If anyone was worried about him, I don't think there were many, but if you were, I don't
1: think there's anything to worry about. He's going to be fantastic. Getting on base at a 420 clip so far in the minor leagues. James Wood, with another couple of home runs since we last spoke, now has 21 on the season. That is number one in the NAT system, overtaking, I think it was Travis Blankenhorn, who hit his 20th. I uh, had AAA for AAA Rochester this week and tied uh, James Wood for like three hours until James Wood played his next game. Blankenhorn's 27. He's played in the big leagues, not a prospect. But Wood now with 21 bombs. And uh, I think you had the video maybe yesterday that I copied off Twitter, but, um, man, did that ball get killed. That was just prototypical, like, center-center, middle-middle, and James Wood destroyed it over the right center wall.
0: Yeah, he doesn't hit... Wall scrapers, Grant. Yeah.
1: When he hits it, it goes a long
0: way. So, honestly, I cannot wait to see how far he's hitting it at Nationals Park when he gets here. Because, Grant, I think there's going to be a couple of the red seats up there in the 300 level or wherever that is in right field. That What, there's like eight of those or something like that. Cabert's hit one up there. Bryce has hit a few up there. I think there's going to be some special seats up there for James Wood because... His power is very obvious. Every time you watch one of his home runs, it's
1: not a wall scraper. It's very majestic. He and Dylan Cruz tied for the organizational lead with four homers over the last 10 days. Brady House has seen his power kind of dissipate some uh, at A Harrisburg. He hasn't been hitting for home runs, but he certainly is still hitting for average. Another week where he hit 333, nine for his last 27, the number three prospect in the system. Uh, the at-bats are still... Pretty good. He had just one walk and nine strikeouts over these last 10 days. So, you know, the walk and strikeout percentages aren't what they have been. But uh, he's hitting the ball hard and loud. Elijah Green is back. Uh, MLB Pipeline's number five overall prospect in the NAT system. 14 plate appearances over the last 10 days now. He came back to rookie ball. He has played in a handful of games there. And he's really killing the ball. Now, it's the complex league. And, frankly, he should destroy the baseball But just as an FYI, uh, he's 5 for 10 at the plate, uh, has not hit a home run, but he has hit a double and a triple and is slugging over 800 and has a 1,400 OPS. So whatever was going on with his wrist seems to be behind him, which is a good sign. I would think they'll get him to Fredericksburg and probably bump Dylan Cruz up to Wilmington in the next couple of days.
0: Yeah, I would think so. And, you know, it's exciting to see him back and— You know, it's crazy now, Grant, when you look through the Nationals' top prospects. They have so many outfielders that when you look at Elijah Green, he might actually have the highest ceiling out of all the guys, which is crazy to think when we talk about Wood, when we talk about Cruz, he might have the highest ceiling. But because of how good Wood and Cruz are and probably how much safer they are as prospects, you don't like your first-round pick, especially guy that's picked in the top five, to be a luxury that you know, if he doesn't pay out, pay off, it's not a big deal. But at this point with Elijah Green, he almost feels like a luxury
1: grant. Like, if he turns out to be good. I was actually, it's so funny. Watch too. out. I was texting with someone in their system the other day uh, just about how some of the guys were faring or whatever. Uh, someone in their organization. And I was like, isn't it crazy to think all the the positive, you know, that we're talking about, people heaping praise on them. Three guys in the top 50, first time since 16, all this stuff and Elijah Green is like a forgotten man. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll say I'm guilty of this. I was skeptical of Elijah Green when they drafted him. Like, I just don't like high schoolers that strike out as much as him. Uh, I, I've put on a good face, and, and I understand why they did it, and the, the talent is unbelievable. The power, the speed, the stolen base ability, like all that. Play at the center field. I get what it was. It's the highest ceiling boomer bust guy in the draft. It's the, the prototypical kind of like scout scout pick, if you will. I understand it. But... I have also kind of moved on. I'm not saying he's done. I will never give up on a guy in A-ball who's 19 years old. My point has always been guys that struggle the way he has and have the contact problem he does in A-ball, there's not a great sample of those guys that end up being stars at the big league level. Doesn't mean it can't happen. He's very, very young. So for me, if I'm ranking the system, like I've got Cruz and Wood and House— Above Elijah Green, obviously. I would put maybe even guys like Dalen Lyle or Robert Hassel or Christian Vicero. You know, I I just I'm lower on Green because my point is if you can't hit the ball, it's hard, man. And I've also seen him what as a scout would say, like seen him bad. And I don't mean that to say he's bad as much as I probably saw him in Fredericksburg four or five times this year. And I bet he went one for nineteen with like a twelve strikeouts if I had to guess. So like it doesn't help. Me, as I talk about him, whereas if I went and saw him and he hit for a two home run game and he went over his next 32, I might have a different feel about him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a guy that has all the tools in the world, Grant. He can play great in the outfield. He can run around the bases. Well, he's got a great arm. He can hit for power. He's hit one out of the stadium. The question is, can he hit the baseball? It's literally one thing. Can he hit the baseball? And at this point, he hasn't shown that he can. So hopefully they can work through this. This is where the Nationals development staff really needs to come through. But you know, again, this is a guy that almost turns into a luxury with Hassel looking like he's turned things around just a little bit. He can be kind of the the safer guy that comes up and, play. you know, bats he's driving the, bottom the ball of, now. He bats in the bottom of the order and, you know, Cruz and Wood are the guys that really make the hay at the top of the order in the middle of the order. But, you know, if Elijah Green comes up and turns out to be the guy that they drafted him to be or at least something like that. That's a weapon that they probably. I mean, you say they're not going to give up on him like we're talking about here, but I mean, at this point, you can't expect him,
1: right? Like, no, I, I think you're. Pro- they probably feel the same way about him as they did at the beginning of the year, to be honest. In in terms of like the amount of resources and time and energy they're going to invest, but they'll be lying if they don't say they're worried. Yeah, one hundred percent. They also know some behind the scenes stuff that I'm sure we're not privy to, because. Mm-hmm. You know, he he just wasn't playing for a little while. Was that health? Was it was it getting him squared away? I, I don't know. But yeah, there's there's just no way after a year with this kind of strikeout rate and this lack of production, so to speak, at that level, that they wouldn't recalibrate in some way or, or kind of rethink how they're doing things. Uh, by the way, speaking of hitting, Trey Lipscomb, 18 for 41 over the last 10 days, a 1,000 OPS, continues to tear the cover off the ball in AA. Uh, he, of course, just got moved up to 14 on MLB Pipeline's Nats rankings. You mentioned Robert Hassel. He had an 870 OPS last 10 days, had a couple of home runs and 20 total bases, which was good for top five in the system behind... I guess six in the system. It was Cruz, Pinckney, Wood, Morales, Lipscomb, and then Hassel. Uh, and kudos to Chayka who is still technically a prospect, who has handled himself pretty well at the major league level, had some run-scoring hits for the Nationals.